When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome back to Studio Secrets A to Z. I'm Anthony J. Resty, your host, and today we have another Artist Spotlight segment with uh, Electric Lecture. We're excited to talk about the brand new EP, and we're going to jump right into it. I'm, my guest here is the producer of the show and um, co-band member uh, with Electric Lecture, Greg Anson. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Good to have you. Oh, good to be here. Yeah, man. So um, I, I got in touch with a lot of people on... Uh, Instagram DM'd a bunch of people that love the music and asked for some questions, and I got my own questions, and we'll we'll do some questions and answers, and we'll, we'll get into the songs. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's start. Maybe we should, maybe we should just play a track right away. Okay. You know, so we're going to start with Good Show. All right. Cool. Here we go. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's one of my favorite tracks on the the record. A lot of people love that one. Um it's just so up uplifting and it's it's got like a party vibe. It's got this like 
high five camaraderie like it's just the how did the lyrics to this come together well i mean a lot of a lot of this ep um well uh, but but this song in particular um it, it kind of grew out of i don't know if i don't it's something i came up with and um i i mean i don't know if bronson i think you played drums on it um as it was i was i was just working on it and um i think he may have put some guitar on it but i for this thing we weren't in the same room yeah so um a lot of times uh between everything i was doing i just had some time to put some words down and i think it was like a one take or whatever whatever was on my mind um for the words and it was somewhat of an outline and then i sent it to bronson and he he came up with i think i'm going out i'm going out gonna see a band tonight like he came up because i had the like talking part sure and i had the thing about being a good show and he did some crazy backups so it was one of these things where i sent him kind of a rough sketch not even thinking those might be the words yeah yeah and he put something to it and i'm like oh this is really cool and that's kind of how it was i mean a lot of i know this song and um one or two of the other ones um i kind of because a lot of times with electric lecture you, you what if you had the riff but a lot of times either we jam something out but a lot of times it's like i came in with something and showed to bronson sure so this was like in doing that um, cause I play the same three chords. How do you play the same three chords in a different way? Sure. So some of the like music is pretty simple, but it's like, you know, inverting a chord or doing some weird baseline that you might. Yeah. 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 Over, well, know? it's cool. I mean, that was one of the questions somebody said, um, how did the storylines develop for these songs? Are they based on fact or fiction or is it real life? And I think it's kind of a combination. I don't really, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, everything's fiction. Yeah. In the sense of like, for me, I, I don't like to think that like, but but of course, like you know, whatever you write, unless you're writing like someone's biography or yeah. something, something nonfiction. Um, I think whatever you are comes out in that. <laughs> yeah. So it's it, it's kind of like because I played the video for this. Had some open uh, screen thing coming. Everybody was like, "Oh, what show was it? What's a good show?" I'm like, "The show isn't. It's about life. Like yeah. life is a show. It's not like yeah. it's a metaphor for like. I don't nest. I didn't think of it as like because we like going out to see bands play. But you know, it's like you can think of it like philosophically pretty deep. It could be like right before you go into the pearly gates. <laughs> yeah, no, but exactly, exactly. Because uh, like you know, some of the. Um, some of the like, I mean, some of the yeah, some of the best shows you know you see are sometimes at the smallest places. You know? I like how it has this sort of like Weezer esque, like I don't know, indie rock like early like Weezer kind of like attitude. You know, it's like it, it's it, a lot of this record is is a is a little more raw than the first EP, but it's 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 really refreshing. I think it's 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 a good extension. I mean, it's 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 a different kind of raw. Yes, yes, I think so. It's also to somewhat a reflection of um, the space we're in. Like um, we're in a new space now from where we were, and yes. I, all of these songs they might have come from when we were working down there, but I do believe everything was tracked here. A yep. little bit different vibe in terms of putting things together, and it was also after the record, so y you know you kind of figure things out or things progress. You know, sure. so so we kind of. You know, and, and part of it too is um, I think I, I'm getting, I'm remembering a lot of the recording stuff I used to know. And just, you know, even though things have changed, it's still, it's th things are, things haven't changed. Yeah, we, we all like come up with new new ways to twist whatever yes. our, our uh, skills are into something new as we go. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was one of my favorite tracks on the album as well. Let's, um, let's play uh, track number two. Speed of sound.
storm Till we couldn't ride anymore The questions, they come so fast Speed of sound. Well, that is a, definitely a departure um, for I, I, there's something really different about it. And I think, I mean, maybe to start off with the, the how, how you came up with those chords. Well, well, also too that this I think this is exact. This song is I think if if we ever like had the time and money to like spend a month or two making a record because this song was um our friend aisha singleton was taking pictures of us that day so we just came down and just started to write a song and i had the like the the major seven bump 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 i had i was just playing that yeah and um so that's kind of where the song but the reason why this might sound different is i know bronson and i played the bass and drums for this together Oh wow! Like that's cool. we we were like I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah, we were we was like it was one of those things of like I really in making this record and working with bands. There's just no like a lot of these songs, and you do a masterful job of making it sound like we've played together. But this song we actually did, and there's just can't really break that bond so if we like if i made a record if we made a record me you and bronson and whatever would just be set up and we would track we would write the song and then we would track it and like when you play bass and it's 
Like it, it wasn't. It wasn't that it was whatever. It's just that's what. And there was we did it in Logic. A part got screwed up in an edit. Cariati had to fix it. But even with that, yeah. that's why. And that that was all done in a day. That was just what. Like we might have added a few things. And the intro is basically kind of what it is. We're kind of figuring out where to it's, start it's so, it's so it kind so cool. of like and i always just love those songs you don't hear them much anymore like class used to do it they'd play something and they'd be like no 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 that's not it and they'd go and it's obviously like they were jamming in the room you know that's so cool so that that's but yeah and, and the, the major seven and and then bump 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 like um and then bronson mate simplified it so like because of course i had some other jazzy things i sometimes at least in rock and roll, like to stay away from yeah. those type of chords. Cause sure. They, they, they have a very, um, I don't know, sound to me, but yeah. Hey, it, it worked in this. It's a Steely Dan kind of vibe. And then my daughter came in and added all those 70s strings, which was oh, your God. idea. Yeah. Um, Milana, she came in and she banged those out and they sound so freaking good. It's just so rich. And she came up with a couple of tensions too. Like, that was just, that. that's amazing because it's like, and now I just, it just fits in seamlessly with what, we heard yeah you know, it's, it's, but yeah you gotta yeah you gotta have that if you're doing it's that. one of my favorites for sure and uh, and uh, we worked on that little outro lute or whatever you call it, epilogue with, um, oh yeah that that is fantastic and that, we just had fun doing that it's like it's you, you feel the fun in it when you hear it it's like it, you know it's it's got the spirit of like a well, pet sounds i hate saying that but, but it's <laughs> also too the song is the song is kind of you know it's like about you know when you get into an argument or conversation and you say, you know, it's like kind of the physics of what you say. It's like, you know, when you say that thing that you shouldn't say, like, and you realize it before it hits the other person's ear. Like, <laughs> I think that's what the, like... Oh, that's that's cool. See, I never really yeah, thought about it. Yeah, because there's one part of the act, Ben, where he goes, can't take it back. Oh, So yeah. it's like... Yeah, the words are like in slow motion, like Yeah, leaving... yeah, leaving my mouth at oh, the yeah. speed of sound. Oh, that's know? really cool. Like, that's... Well, that, isn't that interesting? That's about, like, temperament. That's about, like... um self-control or lack of self-control without a doubt and how those things move <laughs> at the speed of sound you know that's re- that bring, puts a whole new light onto it yeah that's cool yeah, well, yeah that was that yeah no that's what um i know me and bronson were talked that when we were writing it that day that's what we were kind of talking about it makes sense i mean i i i, I was hearing it from like a, a visceral like almost like science fiction you know my brain always goes there yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. This year has been a crazy year for me, so it's like... Awesome, man. Like, well, let's yeah. jump into track number three, um, which is Stay. Stay. Would you follow me, or would you run away? Just- 
day. Tell us um, the origin of this. This is like, like in the time I did Good Show, the idea of like um, kind of taking a few simple chords and instead of just going jing, 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 like, you know, finding, I usually just do it with a click track, you know, finding like playing the fifth or playing just the root or doing, and this is like, and then building, playing another guitar, the third or something off it. So like the riffs, you know, like, you yeah, know, like that. That's where this came from. Um, I think Bronson played drums on this. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It might have been you. Um, and then the words were exactly like like good show. I, I didn't have that much time between just working on the stuff and I put up the tracks one it, night. And I think I think um, I don't. I just stuff going on in my life and it, uh, it, it reads like a beautiful love story. And it's like this is a whole new sound for us with you doing the lead vocals on the verse, which is gives. <laughs> it's like no, it's like a, adds that kind of Lou Reed poetic. Um, it's a whole nother dimension, which I, I think is really cool about this EP. And it kind of, we're stretching out a little bit and doing something different. I, it's got a poetry aspect. I, mean, I think it's a beautiful sentimental message that anybody in a relationship can relate to. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of t- tongue in cheek, you know, a lot of, you know, just yep. things like that. In terms of singing, I mean, I, I have a lot of trouble, um, like controlling how my voice sounds, um, so it's hard to like sing and not crack a note or get like, um, um, but I find when I sing with Bronson and stuff like this, it, it's pretty easy. And, um, I know on this one, I just did the beginning thing, like kind of not as a, like, not yeah. as a joke, but like kind of that fifties, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and he, he really liked it. But I mean, the thing that's nice about working with him and you of course um you guys just have such the like vocal range of being able to like then nail it with some beach boy type you yeah. know thing that like makes it a little bit beyond like spoken sure. poetry you oh know? But, and live we you know we i was surprised at how many vocals we actually pulled off live because we had jeff singing me singing um you know, it was just, it's, it's crazy that we were able to do a lot of this stuff live. I thought. Especially. Yeah, no, that, that, that part of it, I, I think, I think, um, like when the few gigs we've had, um, just, you know, Bronson's immensely talented, you're yeah. immensely talented and we've all played a bunch of shows. We just have a, that, like the songs are at their essence, very simple, like the chords. Sure. And you know, when you have someone who's really good, just laying down the beat, yep. um, it's not that difficult to like really, really match what we do because we're, we're not, there's not that much difference between what we record and what, you know, in terms of the vocals and just like, we might not play, I might not play a bass line exactly the same. Sure. Or whatever. Bronson might not play the like guitar, but it's still D to G. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. You know, and it's, the, 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 and Bronson is such a good player that like, you know, he finds how to play what we've done and, it's cool. and, and effortlessly. He really is, is a, an incredible talent. Um, somebody asked me the question, is, is it, you guys have a lot of different um, influences and, and some are similar and some are different. Uh, do you find you guys share the same musical background and, and interests or is it just kind of coincidental that they, they, they overlap? And, and create your sound. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea either. Like, and I don't. I the, like. The, I'm more the thing of like. No matter what our influences is, and maybe this is wrong, but whatever we do, it always ends up sounding like Tom Petty, <laughs> like Americana, <laughs> like like it can be whatever, but it still has this thing of like being like. It's maybe it's the certain sounds we use, the yeah. drums. It's just like. It's never going to sound like a modern pop song because yeah. we're not using certain things. Sure, and, and that part of it for me, it it's kind of refreshing in that, like, like you said, the Weezer. I think Weezer is a sure. good thing. I mean, yep. they're they're a huge. I think they they come a lot off Tom Petty type that style. Yeah, of yeah. Music. I think I think so too. And I think that obviously Bronson and I have the Beach Boys thing, yes. and and there's like you know there's other influences like Beck and different alternative stuff even like the clash i mean um the thing is we didn't on the first record like i was just listening to reverse evolution we either sample because sampled bronson put drum beats in like yeah the 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 augmentation of beats like three cheers i don't think we gave to you with drums i don't know if you like so we've kind of 
like this, every it's, one of this is is like it like speed of sound was played together but sure. like this had each one of these had a full drum performance yeah it's you know? different than yeah. just like putting together like that's more like the dust brothers beck kind of thing yeah where we, we, on... where we did that on I, I know like um beam me up like there's loops and stuff like yeah, yeah. so it's like uh, the, the the this is i was just talking with anthony about resetting up my space it's always why because music yeah, it, it's a profession, but it's also like the worst addiction. It's like if you don't do it for a while and you don't just for me, if I don't record something or create something, whether it's someone else, like there's something I'm not doing, like playing guitar in my room's fine, but yeah. it's like I got to record this. Well, the technology definitely drives you in a certain direction. Like I think on the first record, there was like a lot of OP1 because you and I were both using it a lot more back I, then I or, think, or maybe Ableton. I think I was more Ableton. I think yeah. my OP1 had died by okay. then. So Okay. So. <laughs> but yeah, so the technology will have a, a direct influence on the kind of music you write, I find. For me, yeah. I go through periods of like, okay, I'm just going to be programming beats on the MPC and then I go through periods where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to play a four bar loop and, and start there you know it's like there's all yeah just, yeah whatever you're doing there's you know and, and I think I've you know I've seen you do this and I like you sometimes get stale with one thing so you want to go on to the next and it's not even like something new it's just something new to you that like has a sure. different swing factor or just something exactly. new to create to yeah there's you. a company called Torso and they make this thing called it's a T1 and it's this algorithmic sequencer and it's got like 16 tracks and you just kind of, it just generates like patterns and then they overlap and you can change like the range of notes, what scale it's based on. And you just start tweaking all these knobs. And before you know it, you have something that like you never would have thought of in a billion years. So that's one of the newer things that, that has really been exciting for me is getting into that algorithmic composition aspect of things. Although when I started in this uh, business back in the like early 90s, there was a company called uh, intelligent music they made a program called m that was that times a thousand so it's like it's not there's nothing really new no, you know no. um cool let's get on to life's little pleasures Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Life's little pleasures. How did that uh, start out? Um, I think I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that it was in the vein of good show and stay okay. of um, stuff we had lingering from when because Bron- Bronson about a year ago moved back to Wisconsin. So if you're in Wisconsin and need you know whatever he's around there playing um, in Madison. Um, so we 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 kind of work back and forth long and, distance, uh, and th- like and we we still have like a bunch of stuff that we haven't even gotten to from our archives that like you know it's easy for us to write songs but we have stuff in the archives that we haven't even kind of worked on so, um, yeah I just the same type of thing I had a few minutes um you know between a bunch of projects I'm working on and just um, after there was some type of form I just put up the words and i know i know this one i have no this is just you know this was just stream of conscience oh well it's cool and i know i know the original name was whole tone thing because that part where it's like more cocaine you know whatever more sex but like that's this weird whole tone thing i'd had that was like a whole groove and it just didn't work as a song so the other simple parts it's just enough for a bridge nice so so that's where that came from but it was this was just a stream of conscience and i i'm pretty sure i like i had the last little pleasures that's so satisfied but i can't sing like the way like the way he nails my high voice is just gone so i gave that to him and then he he sang that and this one came together and then your your vocal treatment, the stuff you added to this really like just took it from kind of like a Lou Reedy. Like Bronson's yeah. vocals and your vocals made the chorus so it wasn't, but kind of more from an artsy thing into like this Frank Zappa. There like, is a Zappa oh, it, it, it definitely quality like, to it. Like the, yeah, that's the, I love that about it. That's like it's 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 a little bit goofy in the right way. Well you know? it, it kind of I think shows you unless you're like playing, you know, like the one, four, five music that like certain styles or whatever, like 
some of the um, best songs you like are very angular. Yep. So like things that shouldn't work, like going up a whole step, like doing like if you have a music brain, if you don't have a music brain, don't listen to what I'm saying to like breaking the rules. Like you're in G and like, I shouldn't play a G sharp here. Yeah. That's exactly what you should say. Like this song has a little, like that part. Angular. The the other parts are very whatever, but that one angular part is where it came from. You know, that's so cool. I mean, I, I find myself and this is in music in general, and I run into this. Um, I, in fact, I, I'm working on a, I'm working on a record with an artist from Canada, and I just ran into this is this fantastic song, and you know, we had like the sketch of it from the demo, and 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 you know, all the other songs in the album have a, a more experimental feel, but on this particular song, it was like the chords were like boxing me in. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes when I know too much about the song I'm working on, it actually hinders my creativity. So I actually have like it's like some some of the crazy things I'll do is I'll I'll transpose the keyboard and not know what I'm doing on purpose, and it'll make you stumble yeah. in to things that you would never think of. That's kind of like when I said on this like the especially good show stay in this song, um, like this came in more with an angular thing, but like all right I'm playing one to an inversion of one to four or five like the, you yeah. know dun, dun, like you've heard all the time. How do I not make it sound like that? Yeah, you know, and like, and and not make it sound out of left field because what, people. Yeah. So so you start with it's rhythm. It's like, all right, I'm gonna play a third in the bass. I'm gonna play a. Tr- I'm gonna use and like. I'm not gonna play that much. I'm gonna have this one pop in here. I'm gonna change the only rhythm. whole notes and then take this out. And- yeah, and and I find that when you and then you get a good beat, you know, you, you like and then, and then once you start putting your words on it then that part of it just becomes because like when you say we play live we might not be able to do all those syncopations so we might just play a jung jung but no one would really know because yeah the beat is still there or something sure, you sure. know like it's it's a, it's a weird fine line between like too much knowledge and not enough knowledge oh, isn't it i mean it's like a lifelong battle i i think the knowledge i, I think the music is really really I hate to say it, especially like in this type of music, very secondary to like what the words, the emotion. Like, um, was it Peter Collins? Your, yeah. yeah. Your, like I think, what you've told me about his producing, yeah, is so on the head, on the nose because it's really about getting the message out. It doesn't really matter whether you're playing one chord or 50. If you don't get it, you don't get it. I know. And that's the, something so easy to overlook for a lot of people. Um, Because when you're such a good musician, you're focused on things that like, no one's going to care that the bass is a little mid rangey. Like it sounds great. Like, you know, like you don't need four four DB less of the, you know, 6k on your vocals it's like no it cuts through fine you know? or like four pet four different passing chords going into the chorus when you could just use like a you know four to four to one well one i think i one. think some of that stuff can be cool I, well can be cool but the general public like if you go too far they, they just don't accept it yeah. like that's when a song isn't popular it's like that's why the study of what is popular like like because because you really realize that it's like yeah, it's more about the message. The message, the melody, and uh, you, you've seen those and things the personality, where personality. Like, you see those things where they overlay like, you know, fifty pop songs or fifty country songs over the same chord, chord progression, and and they all. They, it's like that. Just that's proof right there that it's it's really all about like the message and the and the the, yeah. the feeling that comes from the words and the melody. Yeah, and, and and that's the things you just kind of can't fake. And like, yeah. you know, person tunes his guitar to an open chord, yeah. but it's like from the heart, and they play like with one finger. It's like that that could be better than some shredder who knows how to play every single song. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like it's cra- That's really interesting, and I think that's a great topic for us to go into. Um, for sure. How do you guys decide who's going to sing a certain song? Is the person that writes it the one that sings it? <laughs> <laughs> I like. Um, well, th- this record, it it because. It, um, uh, 
Well, well, no, 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 no. It, it, it's really like I really can't sing. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> like no, that that's usually like anything that like if you notice anything that's really whatever usually starts from Bronson. Like he's he's like life's little pleasure. I I life's little pleasure. That's so satisfying. Like yeah. I sang it, but my sense of pitch and is just horrible sometimes. So he 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 completely redid that. I think I'm I think I might be in there, but Cariotti probably just tuned me up. And then we just kind of like created that pastiche of a vocal texture oh yeah yeah you guys do stuff you you got you you yeah you do stuff all over the place that um is amazing awesome man let's move on to um fish in the stream this might be my favorite song on the album Um, yeah i i definitely i definitely it's one of my it's something i'm proud of let's let's crank it Man, I don't know where to begin with this one. Um, well, this one definitely it started from my Jack White Third Man pedal that like that um, that, that r- guitar sound. That riff is sick. Um, <laughs> so funny when I played the riff or played the thing for Bronson, like he loved it, and then we'll go back to it months later. I was like, yeah, you know, the one that has the crazy guitar riff. He's like, oh, the easy riff. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like yes that's Uh, funny so yeah just very simple but it was just one of those things i got the pedal and it has that awesome octave sound oh i love those things it's just it's just pretty like this would be a great song to play live because it would like especially if like like we doubled it both. It did just, we did it? Did we do it? At no, the, oh, no, we didn't we, do it. No, we haven't played this one. This oh, would, this well, this one would take a little. Well, a work. little. Well, no, more, more a little bit of um, 
just having the right effects. And maybe some samples because the sitar that I did was kind of like uh, a part of it. Oh, we could yeah. that that would actually be cool to just um, get an electric sitar. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. Well, what's that Jerry Jones one? They make yeah. They, uh, Do you Dan Electric? One? No, Dan Electric. Oh, Dan Electro has Maybe They make one. They still make one. Oh, that's cool. I've, I've always wanted one of those. Yeah, the cool ones like that, like uh, your friend Nuno has, they don't make those anymore. Was that Jerry, Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones. Yeah, yeah, I those... wish I bought every one of those. I know. Now they go for like insane. Well, the one, there's a couple of them, but they had one that had a, like they'd have the sympathy 13 strings sure. and they had a fretless board on it. Oh, wow. So besides that, it, it was like, it was like 1500, but now they're like 5,000. There's such great contact instruments yes. out there to, for a sitar that sound pretty darn realistic. Yeah. So, um, this, this was definitely to get back to the song. This was definitely, um, Bronson was here. He played the drums. They, I know it was one of those things. I might've even played bass with it live okay it was pretty sloppy like but sloppy in a good way and i know cariati yep. could make it like and, and he he made it like um because this this song also too um like it i didn't like i when you have a song and you like like there's one thing when it's um like some of the early earlier songs like i don't know if they would work well without any um vocals on them it just do 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 i mean they're cool yeah. but this one this one was like kind of written for the riff and the like i don't know if when we were putting like the weird acoustics because there's a lot of space but not space and sometimes these if you listen to it like what bronson played or what i played would be one part once you yeah. know and yeah, like sure it 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 has the riff and then it goes to like i think just eight just something real simple but it's not a very super symmetric form and the, the riff just pops in and out so it's so cool in terms of like writing vocals we when we were talking about it it was just like um i, I had the idea of like you know it's like a fish drying up the stream you know yep. it's how we are like kind of life follow you follow a pattern um i had i had like swim in with the tide with all our might i had that and i think i had the i think i had the Sing in with our tribe. I think I had that. And then I'm like, it was one of those things. I knew what it was singing about. It was called Fish in the Sea, Fish in the, Fish in the Stream. So okay. look at what, um, yeah. And I just, I was talking to him about it. I'm like, well, why don't we just scream that? And yeah. like, that, so it, it's one of those things that, yeah, I guess there's a chorus. I guess there's a verse. Cause the, but it, it was kind of the form, if you listen to it, is like the riff starts goes to it plays once and then there's a big long section yeah. and then i think the riff starts out and that's the whole song so and then with the out outro you added but yeah. it, it was just how do you write words yeah. to that and they kind of had the one line and then was struggling and it just like we just started screaming we are the fish <laughs> in the stream nature it's like it's nothing more it's so like, cool but that that's kind of like stream of conscious but, 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 but i've had i did have like swimming with the tide yeah. with all our might like i'd sung that and bronson had made it all nice and it's like yeah. i think it might have had the other verse but it's like how do you then because it was called fish in the stream and yeah. i was just like oh duh. what's funny is like that i i heard such a strong beatles influence in it and you guys didn't hear that at all and like i went in that direction it was almost like two two different things happening at the same time because i when well, i heard it, it was like something from revolver to me it was like well first off i mean when you write something i don't i don't know if you you have your like oh it's i wasn't thinking that i mean because i was thinking the riff and like yeah um and i don't really know if bronson's ever like listened to the beatles yeah probably not so it's or, like or, he wouldn't even something Probably not. So it's one of those things of, uh, yeah, like, no, and I'm glad you did because that's why it's nice to play in a group. And I know a lot of people like that aspect of it. And um, like I said, it, it is kind of that type of Led Zeppelin-y, jammy, like space, but not space. Yeah, like, and there's like the vocal karaoke went for a kind of a... Um, uh, like I forget what they call it, but uh, like John Lennon on the song. Yeah, like a Robert Plant, like yeah. like a no, cool, like there's a yeah, little, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's cool. It all works out. Yeah, no, it, it, it it's yeah, it's one of my absolutely one of my favorites. And you know, this might be a good time to um, ask Cariotti a question. He said he could run over here and uh, and and just uh, interject uh, one question we had for him. 
I'm going to introduce you guys to the fifth Beatle in Electric Lecture and uh, Mixmaster extraordinaire, Sonic Guru, Karyati Suteja. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, man. We're going to get you on some other stuff, too, because you are uh, full of knowledge and experience uh, in all things um, audio. So that was kind of what somebody had asked in the questions we gathered um, to, to for you to chime in a little bit on, you know, what's what's the process like for you um, mixing uh, an electric lecture track? Is it do you start with a you know a certain thing in mind, or is every single song a completely different thing? Well, there um, usually there's a I would say like a general thing, which is set up um, everything. Like I have a certain way of doing mix bus, yeah. uh, routing stuff, outboard, blah blah blah, and then I will. I would get the tracks in, um, pretty much listen to everything yeah. first, and then um, listen to um, you know parts, and then pretty much bring the fader, kind of get like a quick balance kind yeah. of thing, right? And then just de- and then start to determine, oh, this should go to this group of I bus because like I usually use uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? Uh, VCAs. No, no, no. Um, summing box, okay. analog summing box. Okay. So yeah, so so yeah. During that initial time, it was like, okay. This was gonna. This is gonna go to this group. I wanted see. to. This is gonna go. These group are gonna go to three and four. Gotcha. Seven, eight, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, and so yeah, so that's the basic, and then I have to do color coding, all that stuff, because you know, like once you get over thirty tracks, it starts to get confusing. So it's better when you have a color. Oh, nice. So it's like, you know, like if it's beat, I always, I have my system. Beat is blue. Okay. You know, vocal <laughs> is red and all shades of reds. Those are vocals. And then keys are oranges and all shades of oranges, you know. But I really should learn to do that because um, my, my sessions, I, I get, my wrist hurts from scrolling, looking for stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I just started doing that maybe the last, I don't know, five years. I used to do it the same way you do. I don't yeah. care. I just yeah. get the thing. If it's colored, it's colored. If it's not colored, that's fine too. <laughs> Until one day I realized, I, I said, shit, well... If you color code, I can actually speed through thing way better, and I don't have to think. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just go to you know like navigation. Well, Craig uh, Craig Bauer isn't really into color coding. So, I heard. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to get so Craig was on it. here. Yeah, so we're gonna get you back on to do a whole bunch of audio stuff because you, you're just full of a uh, wonderful information, man. And then next is uh, a lot of times I would concentrate starting from the beat because in in my mind is always the uh, foundation yeah you know so i want to get strong the drum. beat how it sounds in my head and um a lot of times when i work with you anthony you're in the room so like i would probably do something and then and then you'll be like cool or sometimes like oh no that's not really what i'm thinking so you know and yeah. then i'll change direction well we've been um, working together for 25 years and it's i think a lot of times we we don't even talk and it ends up happening the way we both want it true <laughs> true yeah there's a certain but, element of that as well but yeah yeah but that's basically it just kind of like what i have in my head and yeah. then like kind of go towards that get the sound yeah. when it's done uh, then move on to usually bass, yeah. and then after that usually gita- guitars or keys, depending yeah. on which is more important in the song. I see. So that's a um, traditional approach. Like, yeah, pretty you know. much, pretty much. And then I I have a way to leave room for vo- for vocal. That's and, really important. Um, and a lot and 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 um. I guess the way I do it is like usually that's why I need to listen to the song first. Yeah. And kind of listen. Okay. Yeah. The vocals ranges from here to here frequency frequency wise wise, yeah yeah yeah. um and then like the type of singer's voice that kind of stuff awesome you know well that's cool man Um, yeah good stuff and then faders up and down after that (laughs) (laughs) and then vocal treatments we're going to get into all this with a a special podcast for karyati because there's a million things that people want to learn from you you're you're just you know a complete guru happy to share and hopefully it makes sense because sometimes i don't even think (laughs) I was like, does this really make sense? <laughs> That's the magic of art. Cool. Let's get on to Fired, which is the last song on the EP, and we're going to listen to it right now. Fired. 
was fired the, the last song on the ep and we've got bronson here to talk about it so i don't remember a ton about the actual like tracking recording process of the song fired i do remember writing the song i remember making a like a, a demo of it after writing it just to get harmonies and the structure down um i i know that i wrote that song within a couple hours of of being fired (laughs) um and i i know i know that we we stuck pretty close to that demo to the structure of it of course a lot of things evolved from there and so writing the song i i got fired um, I was working as a guitar tech. It was at a, a guitar factory, like in Glendale, and I I know that a couple weeks before getting fired, I had my my amp in there and all my pedals, and me and some of the other some of the other guitar techs were kind of looping shit, and <laughs> that could have definitely contributed <laughs> to me being fired. <laughs> Some part in my brain thought it was that was great to have your employees so enthusiastic and passionate about guitar, but I don't think the boss was on the same page like that. Yeah, I liked I liked that song a lot. I was kind of feeling some uh, that band Teenage Fan Club, just kind of power pop, um, some like Tom Petty in there. And just really liked songs with kind of that that country punchline lyric. 
um, that kind of wraps up the, the chorus and stuff like that is, is really fun. And it's really hard to write, but when you're feeling it, you're feeling it. When an idea comes like that, it's exciting because it's kind of hard to write those like uh, wrap up like like uh, tags or uh, punchline type lyrics at the end. Um, but yeah, recording the actual song went really quick, like it usually does with uh, recording with Greg. We we don't think too hard about the parts. The lyrics were already there, though we we tend to be quick about coming up with lyrics also. Don't really second guess too much. Sometimes towards the end, we'll go back and edit a few things after we see like the big picture. That's a good way to do it. Um, yeah, I was really into this one. Um, I, the, all the songs turned out really great, but I, I was really into this one. You know, it came, came from, started... As it started, it came from me just sitting down, writing a song with an acoustic guitar, and yeah, I really wish I could remember more about the tracking process. I know that we came up with a different um, ender, like a different, some different harmonies for it, and um, Anthony actually came up with the the fire today like as a chorus that was really needed i really like that too overall i, I really like the song i'm i'm really happy with it uh, um it 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 came out of almost the exact same formula if you can call it a formula um that kind of the the three of us start and finish songs it just except for the very start the rest kind of kind of went the way they go and that's our sound and uh, i'm really glad that this one made it on to our to our group album me too uh let me think maybe there's anything else i can remember i i might have played drums on it i don't particularly remember playing drums on it i remember us talking a lot about about the drums before recording if we did record them but i think anthony Anthony, you might have you might have played the drums on this one. Yeah, I think I did. Greg recorded me. Got anything else? I think add? that's all I can remember about the song. Like I said, most of most of my memories from it are from writing it. I know I came home from work after getting fired. Uh, I sh- I should have stayed the whole day, or at least that's what I'm used to. You get you get fired on a Monday, and you get two weeks. I think I got two weeks pay but i think i got fired first thing monday morning and then and then that was it i went home and i got to work right (laughs) writing about it uh which i i i typically feel a little a little corny when there's a great song idea or something in life happens um that idea of oh i could write a song about this it that kind of doesn't work so well for me unless there's a couple others in the room also working on the song, then I can get into it, start chipping in. But this is one of those where it just came out really quickly, really effortlessly and pretty immediate to like the event happening. But yeah, I'm really happy with it. I'm really excited about it. The feeling came through in your vocal performance. It sounds like you lived it for sure. Electric Lecture, that's a a wrap on this one. Uh, Please uh, listen to our new EP. It's called Good Show. It's out wherever you listen to music, Apple Music, Spotify, etc. And um, thanks for listening. This is Anthony J. Resta signing off. Studio Secrets A to Z. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 